What's on the dark side of the moon? Why do we eat soup but drink a milkshake? All of these questions you can find the answer to on This Paranormal Life! Hello everyone and welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week myself and this guy over here, Kit Greer, investigate a brand new paranormal tale and come to a conclusion as to whether or not it truly is paranormal. Uh, my name is Roy Powers. As I said, this guy is Kit Greer Mulvena, and uh, we're two professional paranormal investigators who have both been investigating the paranormal for more years than I can even recall. Yeah. We've been neuralized by the MIB so many times that my eyes are goo. I don't have any pupils anymore. I think we're recording a podcast right now. I could be talking into an ear of corn. Yeah, I've got like a, a circular area the size of a, a 5P coin. <laughs> Uh, in my field of vision that I can see through. Both my eyes point different directions at this point, thanks to the neuralizers. Uh, so I can just about keep an eye on Rory and uh, on my research notes here. It's the per- it's all you really need in life, to be <laughs> fair. I have a great story for us this week. Oh, really? It is a fantastic story, and I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it all the energy that I have in my broken down car of a body. <laughs> Care to explain? I was. I had a. I had a, a wild night. Two nights ago. I'm on the second day of a hangover right now. Oh, wow. But uh, paranormal investigation is not about being ready. It's not about being strong. It's certainly not about being physically healthy. No, no, no. It's about allowing your body to be a haunted graveyard, a decrepit old mansion with cobwebs and creaky old floorboards. Only then can you understand the peril that we experience in these stories every week. Yeah. Every breath could be my last. You don't want your body to be a temple because ghouls and demons can't step foot in a temple. Right. You need it to be a uh, broken down, like you say, piece of shit haunted house, uh, just riddled with the undead. And that's really what we are. We're both two decrepit old mansions and we're ready to investigate the paranormal. Our story today takes place all the way back in 1764. In a region at the time known as Jeduvon. Now, uh, when our listeners hear France, I'm sure a lot of beautiful imagery comes to mind. The Eiffel Tower, cheese and wine, the Louvre, popular animated movie Ratatouille. Of course. However, this was not the France of the 1760s. After years of war and numerous crushing defeats, France was not in a good place. By 1764, it had lost a lot of its overseas territories like Canada, and economically, uh, economists would describe it a big old, a, a big old a pile of is a f- mess. Yeah. I might be paraphrasing. They might tighten up that quote a little bit if they're going to put it on like a book or a magazine or something. I, I stuttered a little bit when I was delivering it, but I don't think the economists would have stuttered. I just want to make that clear. It's all right. I don't think they're taking opinions on like, 1760s <laughs> France anymore anyway. There was no Eiffel Tower. There was no Louvre. Mm. Remy the rat from Ratatouille isn't cooking three-star Michelin meals. Yet He's eating boy. garbage in his sewer. <laughs> At the time, Jevoudon was quite remote, underdeveloped, and was known for being the backdrop for a number of interesting folklore stories. Okay. Some say the nearby woods were enchanted by fairies. Children would swap stories about monsters they'd see late at night. But little did the people of Jevoudon realize, one of those fairy tales was about to change their sleepy little lives. One night, 14-year-old Jean Boulet was out in the fields by her house, watching the sheep graze. Not really much for kids to do back uh, 
like in the 1700s. Yeah, a bit of a different place. I mean, Jesus. I mean, I, I get that there's no Louvre, but you said there's not monsters. I didn't. There's rumors that there's <laughs> monsters. The peaceful silence of the night was relaxing, and the moonlight was just bright enough. She didn't need a lantern. But her relaxation was interrupted by a rustling noise from the woods. She called out in the darkness, "Hello!" Oh, it's French. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> No response. This is so, so accurate. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's crazy. I really feel like I'm there. So she turned to head inside, but stopped as the noise started again. This time, a twig snapping. Something wasn't wrong. She had a... Wait, something definitely was wrong. <laughs> it was... Oh, yeah. Another <laughs> sheep grazing. Of course. That's the only thing that goes on here. She had a bad feeling in the pit of her estomac, which is stomach in French. Is it even? Jesus. I think so. I hope so. She started to run towards the door, but the noises were getting louder, panting, rumbling, and suddenly, Jean Boulet was dead. What? Yeah. That was fast. It happens fast. Murder. Jean. God damn. She was discovered the next day with her head torn off. What? The police arrived at the scene to examine the body. What could have done this? It wasn't a wolf. It wouldn't be strong enough to rip a head off a body. Why would a creature only kill its victim and not eat it? I'm starting to think these rumors may be more than just rumors. These are questions that are too big for police officers at this time in history. Right, it's above their... and Everything's above their pay grade. Yeah, they they did every role back then. Judge, jury, and executioner. So to have to Often backwards, by the way. They would start with punishment and then try and like justify it after the fact. Yeah, it was much more execution and then they would be judged. Yeah. By many people. <laughs> I mean, they were equipped only to solve such crimes as who stole the corn when, right. you know, when Pierre in the corner has ears of corn sticking out of his pockets. It's not a hard crime to solve. Right. You don't need to be even police. This incident would go on to become the first recorded attack of a creature known as the Beast of Gévaudan. Now, this was merely the first of many attacks. In the following years, the Beast claimed up to 300 lives. 300? It's got a kill streak going. Jesus, man. He's calling in attack helicopters and airstrikes. His ratio is very, very good, I will say His that. His KDA is nuts. Uh... What? Over how long a period did you say? Uh, irrelevant. It doesn't matter. So 300 is... lives. Focus on that. So this is potentially evidence one of the most... Doesn't matter. I didn't even ask for evidence. Who cares? <laughs> You're really defensive. <laughs> Just believe it. Believe in the beast. Uh, this is potentially one of the most deadly beasts we've ever investigated with yeah. 300 deaths. I'll say this right now. You know, a lot of the paranormal creatures we investigate that have big names attached to them, Bigfoot, uh, the Chupacabra, when you look at their death count, very little. Mm. Some of them haven't only been seen a handful of times. The Beast of Gévaudan is attributed to hundreds and hundreds of murders. That's he, he's not shy about turning up and laying people out. It seems like he kind of enjoys it. And there's not a lot of uh, room for doubt here either, you know, if... Uh, a space ghost is on the loose and it's uh, giving people, I don't know, uh, cardiac arrests. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of other factors at play there. But, right. But uh, if we're just talking 300 severed heads in one sleepy village... <laughs> yeah. 
you know, it ain't diet and lifestyle contributing to that demise. Could you imagine if Bigfoot, Bigfoot, <laughs> could you imagine if Bigfoot was attributed to 300 murders? <laughs> You wouldn't be questioning whether or not he was real. You'd be questioning where he is. Yeah. If he if he just left a little calling card that said it was Bigfoot, y'all. Yeah. There would be a lot less debate about his existence. If people were found with giant footprints in their skull, you would know it was him. Night after night, young women and children were found with either their heads gnawed off or their throats ripped out. Pretty grisly stuff. Christ alive. Did you say women and children in particular? Women and children okay. in particular. What Praise. A, a true beast. <laughs> Doesn't even have the balls to kill men. He's smart enough to be an asshole. <laughs> Locals began to stay indoors at night, only go out in groups, afraid of being attacked by the beast of Gévaudan. So what does this beast look like? Now, as you can imagine, because official sources at this time were basically just a guy outside going, dude, trust me. Uh, the appearance and abilities of the creature differ from tale to tale. At one point, a father-son hunting duo who claimed to have killed over 1,200 wolves said that they would travel to Gévaudan and kill the monster. But locals laughed at their assumption the beast was simply a big wolf. Wow. One report from the time said, It is much bigger than a wolf. It has a snout somewhat like a calf's and very long hair, which would seem to indicate a hyena. That's fine. It can be different than a wolf, but oh. don't don't laugh at them. Like, do you have anyone who's more qualified <laughs> to kill the beast? A wolf, you say? A pesky little wolf? This merely is no wolf. Didn't you say there's mostly children who'd gone up against the beast and died? Don't you think we, we would at least stand a better chance? Look. It, 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 it sure it looks like a it looks a little bit like a wolf, and you've killed a lot of wolves. You and your son have killed a lot of wolves. Yeah, but this is this beast. I mean, it's got to be a mammal, right? Well, yes, it's like it is a mammal. heart's in the right place. It <laughs> well, is. its heart isn't in the right place. Its heart is in the same place as a wolf, which is the bad place because yes. they're both both evil. Uh, the anatomy but, is very it, uh, when you think about one to one, it's pretty much an exact blueprint, right. genetic Eyes, copy nose, of a wolf. Two years, of course, yeah. hair. But why do you think? that your experience of killing wolves qualifies you in any way, in any form, to kill the beast of Gévaudan. I mean, I, I just figure, from talking to the locals here, everyone's describing a f***ing wolf. I mean, uh... It's very similar to a wolf. Right. Not, but not, but not a wolf. You okay. think your tools, you think your little, your little, what are, the, what are those things called? You're the hunter? Tell me. A bear trap? You think your bear traps work on wolves? We've killed a lot of bears as well. Is, no. is, that, is that any better for well, you? Well, he's a little... He's, again, similar to a, a bear. But yes. not? But not a... If you f think you're even gonna... He's even gonna approach you like a bear? He's I mean, more like a wolf in that regard. Okay. Do you have any better options than me? Absolutely not. The serial... Right. And again, so, I, so you I, will I, be requiring I can't say how much we appreciate your services. I know it's a, it's a busy season. Yeah. Uh, we do appreciate you coming, you coming out here. But honestly, you don't stand a chance. Other locals said that the beast had a breast as wide as a horse. <laughs> what? A body as long as a leopard. Horses are really big. And fur that was red with a black stripe. Ooh. Like a racing car. That's how fast Go it faster is. stripe. First Captain Duhamel of the Mountain Infantry said, You will undoubtedly think, like I do, that this is a monster, the father of which is a lion. What its mother was remains to be seen. Interesting. So that's how they thought about it back then, was maybe it was some kind of f 
fucked up hybrid. Yeah, like a like a lion. I don't know, banged a bear, or mm. or I don't know, had like a some sort of like orgy with a wolf and a lion and a bear. The cast of of Narnia. Wait, no, that's not Narnia. <laughs> the cast of Wizard of Oz basically all got together. <laughs> a scarecrow, a lion, and a robot all had sex. <laughs> a tin lion, if you will. <laughs> it's interesting, you know, to see. This is kind of like a little peek into the psyche of the 1700s Frenchman. People back then didn't really need that fantastic ideas of like crazy cryptids or anything because they were just scared enough of lions and bears and wolves. Yeah. Yeah, I do appreciate that that's quite a down-to-earth um, reasoning for the beast to exist. Yeah. They haven't jumped straight to it's a demon from hell. They're like, hey, maybe, maybe I don't know, a lion had sex with a bear. It's pretty early days. We don't know We don't know what happens when that happens anymore. So Yeah. Yeah. Already, that sounds pretty terrifying, but there's more. Other locals went as far to claim that the beast had supernatural abilities. Whoa. Stating that its hide could repel bullets. It had fire in its eyes. And it came back from the dead more than once and had amazing leaping ability. That would explain the the kill-death ratio uh, uh, that we mentioned earlier. If it can yeah. res, it can res on its own. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's tricky. How do you how do you even the wolf killers kill a beast which can self-resurrect itself? That's one of the problems we're going to be facing today. On a number of occasions, it even seemed that the beast of Jevoudon possessed the ability to be in multiple places at once. Okay, this is getting out of hand attacking villagers miles apart in the same evening. I mean, it is possible there's more than one beast, isn't it? Others claimed he could walk on water, stand on its hind legs, and some witnesses even claimed that they heard the beast laugh and speak. Okay, so it's not even a beast anymore. it (laughs) It can speak and stand. Yeah, but it's pretty beastly. It can walk on water. It's a hairy serial killer is what it is. Yeah, I like um, I like that there were beast attacks that went on miles apart simultaneously, and instead of assuming that maybe one of them or both of them were just a wolf attack, it was thought that the beast could time divide, travel, yeah, yeah. basically, and kill people at once. This is amazing. I mean, it's kind. Of, I, mean, I don't. I don't seem to like what you're implying here. Actually, before we start going any further, right. we're, we're one page in. And already you're saying the beast is a man in a beast suit. I'm just saying if he can stand and <laughs> talk, <laughs> it's hard to think of this as a wolf. Sometimes the beast has smoke breaks. <laughs> right. Sometimes he just goes for a drink with the locals. Oh, sure. He's in front, so he eats cheese, of course. And <laughs> he's got to live somewhere too. He's got a house <laughs> and a wife and kids, all humans. <laughs> doesn't stop him being uh, beastly at all. I mean, it's... Okay, I kind of take back what I said about their imaginations. It must be pretty terrifying at this point in history that whatever god they believed in would have to be pretty cruel to not just create a beast capable of ripping humans' heads off, but it also can time travel, come back from the dead, walk on water, speak, talk, and uh, be in two places at once. Yeah. That's that's an OP beast. Whatever god you worshipped, it's the beast now. (laughs) You worship him now. And hope for his mercy, his gentle touch. I know, just imagine the villagers in the meeting. They're like, has anyone's prayers stopped being answered? I think he might have killed God or something. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty It's pretty twisted that, at least from the stories that I've read, it's so monstrous in the way that it doesn't even seem to kill for food. 
It's just killing because it wants to kill. Right. Like ripping out throats, tearing people's heads off. There's no value in that. He's not even taking the heads. He just leaves after that. Yeah. It's weird. Throughout the remainder of 1764, dozens of attacks were reported across the region. What didn't help was, at that time in France, political news was mostly censored by the king. So this meant there wasn't really a lot of important stuff that newspapers could cover legally. Right. This political hole meant that across every newspaper, on every front page, was the beast. Right. I guess as king, you really gotta question your regime. If you think that it's better to have nightly beast attacks on every front page than any articles about what you're doing as king. How bad are you at running this country if that's preferable? I know. Again, people in the town hall, it's like, listen, I, I, I get the beast is really important. I just want to park it for three seconds. The king turned up at my house last night, took all my cash, drank all the milk, uh, ate all my food, and uh, told me to f*** off and left. So, like, can we... Legally, we're not allowed to talk about this. Okay. We're actually, the king was pretty adamant about that when he showed up at my house at sure. 2 a.m., pissed off his ass asking for cheese. The legend of the monster spread so fast and so far that eventually local officials had to take action. The local infantry decided the best thing to do was to rile up the public and create <laughs> okay. an army of volunteers. I'm thinking like, you know, the end of Beauty and the Beast. Right. When Gaston is is getting everyone ready to storm the castle and he goes to the tavern and he's like, it's a monster, it's a big spooky man in the yeah. castle. And yeah, they get yeah, them all yeah. riled up. And Kill the beast. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, this may have worked a little too well. <laughs> At one point, I don't know much about French politics, but I'm starting to see why there was a revolution. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a lot of sense being made here. At one point, they had around uh, 30,000 men hunting for the creature. 30,000? <laughs> for one beast! This is like an entire infantry, an entire war. It's an army, yeah. It's an army thing. of man versus beast. People were leaving heaps of poisoned bait in the woods, marching around in death squads. Some soldiers even dressed up as peasant women <laughs> in an attempt to bait the creature to attack. I'm starting to think these men needed very little convincing. Oh wow! They were on the edge. They want. They were waiting for. Oh, something. we could wear a makeup as well. That would be that would be fun. <laughs> um, yeah, you've got some high heels, don't you? Yeah, it'll spoil some of your wife's high heels. Uh, can you imagine like going into the tavern and you're just like, look, out there in the woods is a beast so foul that needs to be killed. Many of you will lose your lives. Maybe hundreds, thousands of you. But I know that when it's, we'll do it. <laughs> what? Yeah, we were we were pretty bored anyway. You're probably gonna die, though. How about this? Uh -huh. I'm gonna. I'll put on a, a a dress and I'll dress like one of the ladies in the town, and we'll try and bait the the beast into attacking me. No, it's really okay. We uh we've got some female volunteers. They're willing to uh, try and bait the beast. Oh. So thank you anyway, right. though. Are you still up for fighting, though? We'll get you some armor and a sword. Yeah. Can I wear the dress? No. I really feel more comfortable in the dress. Can you at least cover it up with armor mm. to defend yourself against the beast? Like I said, we have so many female fancy volunteers. armor. Uh, no, you're a peasant. It's gonna be pretty plain armor. Uh, okay. You don't seem you don't seem that enthused about the about the adventure anymore. No, it's I might I might just wear the dress. I actually don't want to do okay. the hunt anymore. Okay. Yeah, I'm just you, gonna you just do the dress. Stay, stay where you are. And, yeah. And wear a dress. I'd really like to if you have okay. enough men. I, I think really you're wasting my time with this conversation. <laughs> I could have been recruiting others at this point. <laughs> Everyone says the same thing. Will there be dresses though? <laughs> the guy just puts one on. You're like. 
Well, shit, goddamn, that does look good. Do you have another one? That actually looks comfy it's as comfortable hell. As hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can move really, really freely <laughs> with this on. I will say that one main incentive was that the reward for killing the beast eventually equaled a year's salary for working men. So nice. if you were just at the right place with the right time with the right bullet and you took this bad boy down, you, you could have a, win a bag of rice. Yeah. <laughs> a straight Big up bag. A straight up coin. One of the closest capture attempts happened on October 8th, 1764. Local authorities got news of a mauling nearby. They rushed to the scene where a local farmer lay, hunched over in bad shape. <coughs> You're too late. He came out of nowhere, attacked me, and, and then fled into the woods. So the authorities, along with a horde of gun-wielding dads, track the beast trails deep into the woods. Is this the biggest dad squad we've ever had in this part Quite of life possibly. history? possibly. 30,000 dads. Dressed up, looking fine, out for the night. Using hunting techniques, they managed to flush the beast into an opening and surround it. The men circled the beast of Gévaudan, raised their muskets, and unloaded hellfire upon it. Riddled with bullets, the beast fell to the ground. As the men slowly approached to retrieve the body, the creature rose from the dead right in front of them no. and took off into the woods. Holy shit, it is bulletproof. Unfortunately, as I said, this is 1764. Reloading a gun at this time probably <laughs> took about six months, so they're not exactly going to stop We're going to make the bullets again? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I know I was thinking like 30,000 men all pointing their muskets. Every single musket backfires, killing them all instantly. That must have been... I know it's like, uh, you know, people probably like romanticize uh, a lot of those old wars you know we see like the the paintings and stuff of, mm -hmm. of the civil war and those like old style on the horseback with the what do you call those guns with the bayonets on mm -hmm. the edge of them yeah how many of those guns were just exploding <laughs> the bullets were falling out of them they're not good pieces of equipment really surely not yeah yeah it's insane and then wasn't it like one line would fire and then they'd have to retreat and another <laughs> line have would to retire <laughs> All right, it was great serving with you guys. The stress that your body goes through firing that gun <laughs> once ages it like 40 years. I mean, I heard once that even in the First World War, that if you think, I don't know, history, but yeah. the First World War was so long after the last major battle in Europe that in 1914, like the French were going in with like red frilly outfits, feathers in their hair, in their hats. They didn't know how to do it. Like, you know, it was... like you say, the bayonets, a sword. Yeah. And then like two months in, they were like, okay, we're getting like gassed, bombed, <laughs> like tanks are running over our skulls. We need to lose the feathers and the swords and get some real equipment. I always think it's, um, it's kind of a, an insult to the other enormous wars that took place to have the first world war and the second world war what about like pirate wars right okay you know, old-timey wars we they felt really pretty bad for the people in them yeah they're still pretty bad we should be on war world war 27 oh, yeah, now if, or if we're keeping like count <laughs> yeah it's like we're in the hundreds <laughs> yeah. for sure the Beast of Gévaudan would continue to attack the residents over the following years. Some encounters with the Beast were so dramatic that they've since become legend. For example, a group of children were attacked by the Beast of Gévaudan while out herding cattle in the woods. 
Stop sending your children to do jobs that an adult should be Children doing. were men. Children were men and babies were children. This is the olden days. Like, you days. can't complain about the beast hunting children if you're only sending groups of children into the woods to do work for you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it only seems to be attacking the women and children while the men are at the pub. <laughs> this is This is weird, isn't it? Uh, the women and children are like, can you at least give us your guns? <laughs> nope. What if the beast shows up to the pub? Uh, I will say in this instance, the children managed to fight off the beast. Okay, these children were men. Using wooden pikes that they had with them. Wow. You had to grow up quick. Yeah. The king of France was so impressed with their courage that he paid a reward to all of the children and even had one kid educated at his personal expense. <laughs> He was so impressed. He gave him a f- book. <laughs> he got a skirt. I really, I'd love to hear that conversation where you're like, you know, sit down first day of uh, lectures and stuff. And the, you, the guy next to you is just like, oh, so you, did you like, uh, did you study medicine at uh, high school or something? Is like, nah, I f***ing fought off the legendary night beast of Jevoudon and the king of France was so happy he gave me a scholarship. <laughs> Oh, cool. I passed the test to get here. I, I, I deserve to be here. Oh, Can I, you read? <laughs> I was actually just rich. I didn't even need to do anything. Yeah. Uh, they just let me in. I know that was like, you know, get, that was like being the college quarterback, you know, back in the day. Right, right, you know, right. You don't need to know anything about school yeah. if you just uh, do a, a sick touchdown before you leave uh, secondary school, you yeah. can go to college for free. It's like, what's your GPA? I don't know. I can throw balls far. <laughs> All right, cool. Good chat. <laughs> we, we actually need guys who can do that as well, we as do. well as the eggheads. <laughs> I think this kid, he was uh, educated, but as a child. So they literally took him straight from the fields into Oxford, pike in hand, He's like 12 years old and there's like university professors <laughs> trying to teach him about the philosophy of the world. He never even learned to like speak French. <laughs> he just like grunts, like trying to teach baby Yoda <laughs> maths. On August 11th, 1765, a woman named Marie-Jean Vallée was attacked and managed to not only defend herself, but wound the beast. Holy moly. Earning herself the title... The Maiden of Gévaudan. Damn. And getting a statue built in her honor that still stands today. That's amazing. It's pretty wow. cool, huh? But despite the rewards and statues, people still weren't getting what they wanted, which was not to be mauled in the night by some sort of turbo tiger. The hunters, all 30,000 of them, had come up empty-handed. So finally, King Louis XV took action and sent his own bodyguard to the village to kill the beast. What's he gonna do that 30,000 people couldn't do? I'm assuming this guy is like the Mandalorian. Right. He's like the apex with, predator. With blade. <laughs> yeah, <mixed> exactly. With, <laughs> like Neo from the Matrix. Anything or any creature or anyone you want dead, he will hunt it down and eliminate it yeah. without even like a trace. Oh, yeah. He's like Sam Fisher. He's got the night vision goggles. He's like stealthing up in the trees like a ninja. And he doesn't speak. He's like, you know. Doesn't say a word. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the Frankenstein from Game of Thrones. Just like kill and eat. That's all he does. Unfitting. We've given such a, a badass description. His name was Francois. <laughs> okay. Of course. Sure. Um, that was the time that was in it. 
Francois spent months traversing the forested countryside, tracking the beast trail, learning its environment, until one day he returned to town, dragging behind him the corpse of a <gasps> big furry beast. Once again, no fuss, no frills, into the woods, out with a beast. Yeah. I love it. He brought the body to the local court, claiming to have once and for all killed the beast of Gévaudan. The problem was, the creature that he claimed was the beast looked like it was just a very large wolf. Mm. Uh, it didn't match the fantastical descriptions that had been told by the villagers over the years. But Francois was adamant. He said, you know, look, I don't know what type of creature you thought was killing all these people, but this is it. This is your beast of Gévaudan. It's merely a pesky wolf. Are you sure? It doesn't look so dangerous to me. Look, who are you going to believe, all right? Some dishrag villagers or me, the professional hunter? Are you, are you calling me a dishrag villager? You're right. You're goddamn right I am. I come here for a job. I do the job. I feel, un I feel like I'm not being thanked. My friends, many of them warriors, tough men. They know what they saw. It wasn't this this uh, uh, overgrown puppy dog. How many how many wolves your guys killed? Huh? How many wolves? If if that impressed? No, no, not too not too many. You know how many wolves? Many. You know how many wolves I've killed? Francois killed over here. Uh, a couple. I've killed twelve wolves. Okay. I've, you didn't let me finish. You son of a bitch! You didn't let me finish. It was I, a compound sentence. I've killed twelve wolves. I just thought it was gonna be a little bit more. Six rabbits and a turtle. Okay. The turtle was an accident. I have to ask about the turtle. I backed yes, him over in my carriage. It was a mess. He exploded immediately. A turtle in France? I feel really bad about that one. I think it was someone's pet. Point being, I know a wolf when I see a wolf. And that is a wolf. Well, yes, of course, that's a wolf. Right, but that's not the piece of Gévaudan. I feel like I'm not, I didn't make my point there. That was, a bad, <laughs> that was poor wording on my, my, my behalf on Francois. That's, my, that's Francois' bad. That's Francois' bad. What I'm saying is that is a wolf. I killed a wolf. Your men... You little dish rag sons of bitches. Hey, you take that <laughs> back. <laughs> or I've been killed by a wolf. You're welcome. I'll take my gold. I'll take my gold. They wolf. <laughs> they, they, they cover him in a giant dish rag. <laughs> no, the dish rag villagers. <laughs> Throw him in the river. I'm just imagining the villagers uh, fervently denying that this is the beast of Jevuton. And Francois is like, there's like 10 wives' wedding rings in the teeth, just lodged in the teeth of this beast. I guess that's the, the difficult conversation is like, if you were out there for so long hunting it and you come back with a wolf, they're going to say, no, 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 that's a wolf. Yeah. You're like, I know it's a wolf. What I'm trying to say is what's been killing you this whole time was a wolf. Yeah. It's, they'll never be happy they'll never accept it with what you bring back unless it's this incredible mystical creature interestingly enough um, you know this was a period of time where we don't necessarily have the luxury of photographs yeah but what we do have is artist illustrations oh amazing and I actually have brought with me an artist illustration from the time of the actual wolf that was presented to the board as the the beast of Gévaudan wow would you like to see? I would love to see. So bear in mind, this was the creature that was brought back that they said was the beast. By Francois. By Francois. Himself. And this is an artist illustration of what that creature looked like. He's <laughs> a so. chihuahua. Whoa! Yeah, it could have gone either way there, really, when I was bigging it up. Yeah. It's a monster. It's hideous. Uh, they have a lot of French noble men and women lined up beside it for scale. 
Um, but this is approximately the length of, I mean, what would that be? Maybe something like seven or eight foot long. Yeah. Probably almost chest height uh, and terrifying looking. It looks like a dragon covered in fur. It's hard to tell if, um, because, you know, so, like some of these pieces of art from uh, around this time period, sometimes the drawings of creatures just do look a little weird. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. It looks like this wolf has human hands. <laughs> And, like, lips, which I don't think wolf, wolves have lips. Like, his body is kind of elongated in a way that a wolf's isn't. Yeah, I'm not sure this is a first-hand drawing. I feel like this was uh, it was explained to him what it looked right. like. Like, he's never even seen a wolf before. It's, it's a police, like, caricature. It's really strange, but it's kind of cool to um, to remember that, you know, this isn't a story. This is something that did take place. Yeah. At one Wild. point, a hunter-slash-bodyguard dragged the corpse of a giant wolf into a French court which is just astounding to think that that he actually took place. deserves a promotion. He's not a, just a bodyguard anymore. He's At the very least, he's killed a very large wolf, which yeah. in in a sense is worthy of reward. I mean, it probably was killing things anyway, whether or not it was really the beast. Well, in the end, they decided to pay him the reward. The villagers cheered as Francois left the town, knowing that their lives could once again go back to normal. Amazing. But this celebration was short-lived, oh, like their little dishrag lives. Only two weeks later, the attacks began again. At one point, the villagers claimed the beast was kidnapping one woman or child per day. Christ. He's upped his count. It's like a hostage situation. He's like, <laughs> for every day, you don't give me whatever what the f*** a beast wants. <laughs> he doesn't seem to want anything except blood, but he doesn't even want the blood. Christ. Just death. He just wants death. Yeah, it is funny because now in my head, he um, has the voice of uh, Alan Rickman in Die Hard. Sure. And he's just like, for every day that you do not give me what I want, I will take another villager. Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest, and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a life licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Wolf murders became a regular part of everyday life, hoping that one day the attacks would just stop but they never did. This is one of my favorite stories. In one of the legends, a peasant named Pierre Blanc fought and wrestled with the beast of Gévaudon for three consecutive hours. <laughs> they went for six rounds. The coach had the beast in the corner, whatever the beast's coach was. Spitting in a like, bucket. This Pierre ain't shit. He's a little <laughs> dish rag. You got him. <laughs> When both were too exhausted to continue, they would rest a l <laughs> they would rest a little and then continue to fight again. What? Pierre Blanc even claimed that when the beast would stand on its hind legs to scratch, it seemed to have buttons on its belly. <laughs> it was wearing a fleece. It's wearing a jacket. I was I had to throw this story in. That sounds like <laughs> It sounds like he was fighting a man in a, in a beast suit. I don't think the beast needs to rest. <laughs> Men need to rest. What have you ever seen a lion just like like leaning <laughs> against a tree? <laughs> like <laughs> this this deer is really this antelope has got me on the ropes. Yeah, animals are pretty good at working out their stamina, manage yeah. stamina management. Yeah, you never really see like a rhino charging through the uh, African wilderness and then it just has to stop for a second because it has a stitch. Yeah, just be like. Hell. <laughs> Whoa, I really overdid it there. You pulled a hammy. It's like stretching out. Yeah, you, this doesn't, this sounds like this might be a different situation. Also, fighting for three hours with the with the beast of Gévaudan. It Normally, seems like his interactions only last seconds. Yeah. And then he's gone six miles in the other direction instantaneously to kill someone else. He's fast traveled to the next village. It seems like these attacks would never end. The residents of Gévaudan were just cursed to suffer the wrath of the beast for all eternity. But one man stepped in and saved the day. A local hunter named Jean Chastel. He took reports of the monster being paranormal a lot more seriously than the other hunters. Hmm. I have to ask, if this guy is local, where the f*** has he been this whole time? I... Um... He's like, I'm gonna just sit back, see how it all pans out, and study the beast. Well, I don't want to <laughs> die. I don't want to give away too much about his character right off the bat. Okay, but he's also okay. a convicted criminal. Okay. <laughs> so where he's been might have been jail. <laughs> might have been a jail cell. <laughs> he gets out. Guys, I'm back. What did I miss? <laughs> bodies all over the floor <laughs> he didn't actually get let out uh the beast <laughs> slit the sheriff's throat dropping the keys right by the door yeah this maybe it kind of seems like one of those loopholes where it's like you want to catch a criminal you need a criminal right you want to you want to kill you want to kill a killer get a killer there's get a, a mm, does that work yeah get a killer there's a beautiful irony there you know the only guy who was safe from the beast was the guy behind bars that's actually really He was nice. in jail and he was the only, he, that's what kept him safe yeah. all this time. Were, were the, what maybe the village was the real prison and he was the only one that was free <laughs> from the terror. <laughs> that's really amazing. I actually never thought about that. You could hypothetically like write a song about that, about like prison yeah. being yeah. Pri yeah. Pri <clears throat> prison. 
Yeah. Prison of your mind. Prison. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in prison in all a, in the a, time. In the time. I'll do the back of vocals. Yeah, oh, thank you, man. Um, all this time yeah. I thought I was in a jail cell, jail but it cell. turned out everyone else was. Yeah. <laughs> this is him walking through the, the f- uh, raised village bodies littered all over the ground. He's sitting on a stump writing the song. All right. I like to think that he's still in the jail cell and he's, this is just him alone singing. He's like, he's he's gone mad. He keeps saying that he's free and we're in prison. You're in prison. <laughs> the sheriff is like, you know, we're executing you tomorrow. <laughs> what? What? What are you talking about? writing poems and shit i didn't want to call my ex-wife i have kids you know i got three kids <laughs> jesus what a waste of time writing a song why don't you t- we tried to tell you you kept calling us prisoners gene we're executing you tomorrow silence prisoner you shall not speak to the warden don't you appreciate art when you hear it? Gene decided to load his rifle with a large caliber bullet and a buckshot combination self-made with silver. Wow. Here we go. Get into our traditional silver bullet killing the werewolf type scenario. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. After tracking down the beast of Gévaudan on June 19th, 1767, he managed to shoot it with his rifle. And after a brief struggle... The beast was dead. The body was then dragged to a nearby doctor where they could possibly confirm whether or not this was truly the beast of Gévaudan. As we know, a difficult thing to do because if it's a wolf, then it's a wolf. Unless it is a beast, then how do you prove that it is definitively the beast of Gévaudan? Yeah. Well, when the belly of the beast was cut open, inside they discovered the remains of its last victim. There you go. That's a pretty good way to prove it. Totally. If you're finding the bodies of villagers you thought were killed by the beast of Gévaudan inside this monster. I mean, it's also just classic, uh, like, catching a serial killer movie stuff. Like, you catch them. Yeah. And then the trick is... you wait Cut them open. You wait a see week. See what's inside and <laughs> no, make some no, tick. No, no, no. Uh, you wait right. to see if they strike again. Yeah. Because if they don't strike again, you got your guy. And then when you get them, you cut them open okay. and see what, what what's inside their sick well, little mind. If it's a human, it's just going to be food. Right. That wouldn't really? tell you what's inside their mind. Oh, shit. Now, <laughs> like, now, it makes, now, now it makes that's sense. what I'm looking inside is hot pockets and rice. <laughs> it's pretty boring. It's actually a lot like me that way. Yeah, that's, that's actually messed up that they're actually pretty similar to us. Maybe I should just smash his fingers and see what's inside. All right, you're not allowed in the operating room anymore. You're not a doctor. <laughs> What was the beast? It's been up for debate ever since the attacks. The conversation has gone on for years. Mm. Historians and scientists have suggested it was possibly a number of things. An escaped lion, mm-hmm. some sort of prehistoric wolf. And more recently, there's even a theory, not a popular one, but I will entertain it, that, that Jean Chastel himself actually trained an animal to attack people. What? <laughs> so that he could then kill it. <laughs> Becoming famous 
and being pardoned for his past crimes. Interesting. A little more controversial. That requires a, a huge amount of planning, yes. which I'm not sure uh, Gene Chastel is, is perfectly capable of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, how could he guarantee the beast wouldn't kill him? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to read into there. That's kind of similar to the um, conclusion of the Hodag story, where the man who captured the Hodag made up the Hodag and yeah. trained a dog or a pig to be a Hodag. <laughs> but this is more. This is a little more complicated because if this is true, you have somehow trained an animal to become predator. Like mm-hmm. this ultimate killing machine that can abduct women and children in the night. How do you how do you train something to be that deadly? You can't. <laughs> I'm just imagining him in the jail cell getting news. Uh, it's like, did you hear? Uh, the thirty thousand men went up against the beast and all perished. And he's like, oh boy, wow, I uh, I trained that thing too well. It seems. It's like you guys are actually gonna really want to let me out. You're gonna really want to let me out because those numbers are just going. I out. really feel like I, I I have a handle on this thing. Yeah, he was like, before he went in prison, he's like, this is it. I'm gonna train this uh, this creature to to you know scratch people yeah. in the village and he's got like this little wolf and he's slapping it about he's like you know squirting it with like a water pistol you yeah, know to piss, it to piss him off and he's like <laughs> when i get out of jail they're gonna be begging for me to come deal with it and it's like yeah fifty thousand dead now from this unstoppable killing machine oh <laughs> i trained it to steal <laughs> eggs it's like uh chastel didn't you say that you could you could handle the beast well i mean who even knows where the beast came from it's like well that's a tag on it with your name and address so we think actually you might have had something to do with this <laughs> well, I, well i that could be i think he actually killed my dog for some I reason he's he... wearing a shirt uh which which has your name stitched into it another very popular opinion is that uh it's very likely that jevoudon had a wolf infestation okay that the uh, attacks over the years we're not done, as we would assume, by one singular beast, but by a huge wolf population attacking the village over multiple years. And let's face it, they all pretty much look the same. You're not telling one wolf apart from the other. Yeah, unless it's the wolves from uh, Twilight, who right. are also sexy men. Yeah, they absolutely look a bit different. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. That it's it's, it's all just going to be like, especially if it's like a night attack, mm-hmm. a big furry thing is just always going to look quite similar. This is what people forget, Rory, is that you know, uh, in in our lifetimes here on this earth and here living here in the UK, um, humans have always been top of the food chain. After us, it's like I think literally the biggest predator after us in the UK is foxes and. They're, they ain't shit. They run around London all the time. You see yeah. them. They're cute. They, they're they're fun to, to look at. They have very loud sex. Terrifying. It's incredibly loud. I don't it, know if you've ever he- heard of fox having sex before. I don't know if that's a thing in all cities, but if you haven't heard that, I recommend checking it out. <laughs> um, because it is terrifying. But it's crazy to remember that there was a time not that long ago in many countries, like... I don't know, places in America and the UK and Ireland and stuff like that, where we all had wolves. We all had a wolf problem. Yeah. Because if you have one wolf in your community, it's a problem. Uh, (laughs) And we, in lots of countries, we made them extinct because it was like, no, we cannot tolerate wolves eating our children. Isn't that funny that, I wonder, is there any more cases that are like that? In the world? No, where it's like, uh, 
I th- it's kind of weird that only you only need one wolf to have a problem. Okay. You know, it's not like you need like 20 or a pack of wolves. If it's like, if you have one wolf, you have a wolf infestation. <laughs> you have a very serious wolf problem that needs to be right. solved. Okay. The bar for problem is so low when it comes to wolves. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you mean. Uh, I guess there are some other things like that. Like, so for example, if you find one cockroach in your house, you'd be like, uh, that's disturbing. But as long as there aren't any others, step on it, gone. Th- throw it out. It's gone. Problem gone. If you find a single nugget of uh, radioactive material in your house, <laughs> it's like, well, uh, I'm f***ed. That's a problem. You can't throw out the nugget and forget about it. <laughs> it's <laughs> over for you and for your whole neighborhood. Yeah, very, very true. I think uh, the wolf problem in places like Gévaudan definitely uh, help explain some of the abilities that we thought the wolf had. Mm. For example, the ability to be in two places <laughs> at once. I'm thinking was maybe two different wolves. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's you know, as I said, the backdrop for Gévaudan was already a place rich in uh, folklore, fairy tales, fantasy. So I'm not surprised that uh, the residents of this place gave such a fantastical twist on quite grim circumstances. Yeah. Almost maybe as a way to process it, instead of it just being wolf attacks, it was this creature. Um, but it, it's incredible that it actually got to this point where it was in all the newspapers and the king had to send his personal bodyguard to come and, and kill it. That there were these huge trials and evaluations of every wolf that was being brought forward to see if it was the beast. It's incredible. I love looking into... Uh, times in history like this where it it's just this it feels like it's a different species we're talking about yeah not, not humans the humans we know today it's... i was half expect when we started talking about the king i was half expecting an m night Shyamalan twist where the, the wolves were uh made up by the king to control the population or something oh right <laughs> that it was like yeah like the like m night Shyamalan's the village the wolves stop people from leaving the village <laughs> Not that dramatic, unfortunately. All right, that was, a, that was a long episode, but lots of information to digest, like the wolf's victims. What are you thinking here, Kit? The Beast of Gévaudan. So, uh, like you say, we were definitely put forward a lot of paranormal possibilities here with its extraordinary abilities to be in more than one place at once and to be some sort of larger-than-life, larger-than-wolf cryptid. Certainly the illustration that was made at the time would indicate that it it maybe wasn't a wolf. Yeah. But if we're thinking really long and hard about this and even comparing it to other cases like this, you know, whether it's like the night monkeys of New Delhi, um, whenever people have a problem with the local wildlife like this and they start to believe that it's, you know, some sort of deadly cryptid attack, the same things always pop up. Ah, we didn't really get a good look at it. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, big fangs, though, and uh, twice the size of whatever animal it looks closest to. Yeah. Um, And kind of very often it turns out to be exactly what um, it kind of looks most like. I guess if you you witness or are the victim in an animal attack... You're ne- when you're like retelling the story, you're never going to be like, oh, it was crazy. He did have pretty to scale teeth, though, when I think about it. And his yeah. paws were pretty normal. Nothing too crazy. You're going to be like, he, he can teleport. He has fires in his eyes and bellies on his top. You know, you're going to it's a dramatic retelling of the story that then gets passed down from people to people to people until eventually 
The wolf is hovering like Goku in midair <laughs> and speaking in tongues. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it happens to this day. I mean, we haven't covered them too much, but there's been many cases in the UK of big cats. Big yep. cats are a crazy phenomenon in the UK. And you have to imagine that some of that is stemming from farmers out in their fields who don't want to admit that they were scared by a dog or yeah. maybe a fox. A baby wolf. And so they instead tell everyone it was a panther. Right, right, right. Even though they don't exist in this country. <laughs> I, think we, we, I think we're circling it here. We're circling yeah. it. Much uh, like the wolf circling the dishrag peasants. <laughs> I think. Isn't dishrag a great insult? <laughs> I think I heard someone say it the other day and I was like, I need to throw, I need to start saying, calling people dishrags more often. <laughs> it's so it's great. so offensive. It's, it's fantastic. Um, it's going to be a double no. It's, it's going to be a double no. Um, I think it's a great story. Yeah, I think fantastic. it's cool because to a certain degree, there is reality in this story. There yeah. probably was. Oh, people died. People died. And, you know, the fact that there are statues built to this day, uh, still standing, of people fighting off the beast. It's cool that this was probably a very physical thing that did happen. However, not by a paranormal creature. Most likely, maybe one big wolf or a series of wolves. Agreed. Wow, what an episode this week. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our story, diving into the history of the Beast of Gévaudan. A great, a great investigation, Roy. Thank you. You know, it's a real, felt like a real throwback to the, the olden days of this paranormal life. Yeah. That's where the heart of paranormal investigation is in the the up cryptids of this world. There's something nice about a cryptid story where you know you can just enjoy the ride. That you just sit back, stick your AirPods in, and we'll take you from start to finish through the years. It's quite a relaxing uh, journey. I enjoy telling the story. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed listening to it. Unfortunately, as we said, a double no, but <laughs> there are double yeses on the horizon. If you enjoyed this episode of This Paranormal Life, let me tell you about another beast out there. That is the This Paranormal Life Patreon. Like the beast of Gévaudan, we trained this little pup. Uh, from the start to be like a little treasure trove of bonus content. Mm -hmm. Over the years, it has grown. It's bloodthirsty. It's hungry. Has, it's thirsty. It's getting out of control now. If you go over to patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life, there is over 30 bonus episodes that uh, from as little as five bucks a month, five buckaroos, you can get access to all of them right now, along with the 20 buck tier where you can get your very own This Paranormal Life t-shirt. And if you do pick up a This Paranormal Life commune t-shirt on Patreon, at checkout, make sure you complete the Google form you'll be presented with at the end. Um, and that way we'll get your shirt size and address and everything we need to know to get the shirt to you. Up to now, we've just been getting people to message us, but this is an even faster and easier way of um, us getting the shirt to you as soon as possible. Now, some of you are like... Five, five dollars to listen to this bonus content I've never heard before? What if it's all garbage? Well, don't worry about that. Faithful listeners, we have you covered. We're going to give you a little sample taster right now of what one of those bonus episodes are like. So please enjoy. Today, I'd like to welcome you all to the debut and finale of our new show, World Shittiest Cryptid. Wow, okay. Da -na 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 -na. Yes, please, house band, music. play us in, yes, play us yes, in. Yes, yes, Welcome everyone to World Shittiest Scripteds. Whether they're useless, dumb, or so stupid that they just must be fake, 
these creatures, like all cryptids, are still worthy of an investigation. Not on a main episode, of course. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. But still worthy of a bonus episode. I mean, this really, I have to say, uh, really triggers the imagination because, like you say, we've investigated some pretty outrageously not real cryptids. Oh, yeah. Uh, the bar is already so low. And they get a full hour's investigation. <laughs> uh, Even a debate dive. at the end as oh, to whether yeah. or not they're real. So you're saying these, you know, just as an as a example, we've investigated such things as... Oh, like the Hodak. You know, right. something so preposterously unbelievable, but well, yet that was we that was actually spend... one of that was actually one of my episodes. And it was unbelievable, but sometimes, you know, reality is unbelievable. So maybe not the Hodak necessarily. Okay. Well, all right, well, sure. Because he's actually the A list top tier. He's in the high echelon. Oh, he's one of my far. favorites. Oh, so don't he don't be hurt your favorite, but still be fake too. Okay, uh, not one of yours. Um let me think. I've done so many. Morgar, that was a piece of All right, shit. Well, once, well, 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 hold on. Once again, that was a case. Bad, granted, it? complicated and a little outlandish, but I think it's it's pretty presumptuous to assume that Morgar isn't real. Okay. So I think maybe maybe it's probably more like one of your shitty cases that you've done. And Ooh, let's let's be don't frank. Don't think there are any. Which, <laughs> which don't one? Think there are pick? any. That's a hilarious statement. That's a paradox in itself. One of my shitty cases. I don't think there's such thing, Rory. Um, I don't know, like off the, off the top of my head. Uh, Can't think of any now because there, there aren't any. They're all perfect. I guess one of your shitty cases like the Loveland Frogman. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Just shut the fuck up! Okay. About the Loveland Frogman. That's really high Because you pitch. don't know what it means to investigate a case of that magnitude. It's actually pretty hard to make something so unbelievable yet true seem true. You've never talked to this tone before. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't. I will say that was a little garbage though. I mean, it, we could have done better than that clip. That was, we? that was the worst it ever gets. Yeah. So yeah. if that even made you chuckle a little bit, <laughs> you are gonna love what the rest is on offer over at patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode uh we love all of the support that you give us and i hope you enjoyed the episode um if you have your own paranormal stories feel free to email them in to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com Ooh, let me check maybe this was sent in by someone and i didn't give them credit Ooh, i was right this was sent in actually sent in twice uh, once by Toby Cumming and another time by Joe Walker. So thank you for the submission. Arigato. As I said, uh, whether it's a story you want us to look into or your own paranormal story, you can send it over to us and we will take a look. And until then, we will be back next week with a brand new paranormal tale. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.